you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi and hello football fans, your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Move the sticks in a very abbreviated episode today, Bucky. We are very. running all over the place getting stuff done here at the NFL Media Group. I know we're going to have a little Cliff Notes version of what we're going to talk about today, but it was exciting. Football is exciting. That national championship game was very, very exciting on Monday night. That's what I want to lead off in. Look, the playoff games have been over for a little while. We'll have a chance later this week to have a more extended audio episode to preview the big games coming up this weekend in the NFL. But let's get into that national championship game last night. Deshaun Watson, Bucky. Um, look, you give it to him, man. When the when the stage is set and it's all on the line, second year in a row against the best defense in college football, the kid made some plays. He made some plays. I think by far this is his best performance, his most impressive performance. And part of the reason I was impressed, he hadn't played well. He had been plagued by turnovers. He hadn't necessarily shown what we thought we received from Deshaun Watson based off how he performed last year in the title game. So I give him a ton of credit for being able to step up against the best defense in football to be able to win the game on the strength of his arm because I don't know if any of us had the foresight to say that Deshaun Watson would beat Alabama as a passer consistently, especially when they forced him to throw 56 times from the pocket. That's unheard of. That's Yeah, that's that's quite a bit there, putting a little pressure on him. But I'll tell you what, he had some weapons at his disposal there. You think? How about Mike Williams? I I, I was uh, texting with a buddy, and we were saying that the, the best players on the field in that game, who do you think they were? Uh, I think Mike Williams was one. Yes. I think Deshaun Watson rose up and was one. I felt like Reuben Foster was another one. Yeah, Reuben Foster to me and Mike Williams I thought were the two best guys. I thought uh, Tim Anderson had a really nice game. He was very active for that Alabama defense, did a nice job. I thought Leg at the tight end. Look, he missed a block early on in the game, but then after that I thought he actually held up pretty well. Missed a block. block. I was more impressed. He dropped a pass, came back, and made a critical yeah, pass. Yeah, like a twirling catch he made down the field. But if I was going to rank him just in that game and uh, – 
you know, just off of who made that impact, Deshaun Watson did a nice job, but I thought Mike Williams was the guy for Clemson, and I thought Reuben Foster was out there trying to end people. You know, I, I, I think the people, people get offended when we talk about that, but obviously you worked in Baltimore. Ooh. I worked in Carolina. We kind of like those guys that are a little edgy when it comes to their playing style. Physical, uh, violent, all of those things. Aggressive. He was all over the field. Those things matter, particularly when it comes to playoff games. They're deciding factors. And the way that he was able to kind of take it up a notch, um, I saw some of the nastiness and edginess that I wanted to see from a defender that I think can be a top-ten player. All right, so I, I tweeted this out the other day because I've been going through and, and studied all these quarterbacks for this draft class. Deshaun Watson has already declared um, he will be in this uh, in this draft class. I don't think uh, your guy Trubisky from North Carolina has he officially? Oh, he did. He just did officially. He officially declared. declared. I think he's so declared he's, the, he's officially in. So we got a good idea. Mahomes has has come out of Texas Tech. Uh, we've got Evans from Virginia Tech. Yeah, I haven't done him yet. That's one I haven't got. To. Brad Kyer from Miami. I mean, I they just keep Kyer. coming. There's they a bunch of coming. There's a bunch of guys. So, but I tweeted this out the other day, and I, I have to remind myself of this when I'm studying these guys. And this is something I did um, the year Bridgewater was coming out. Um, I had, I think I might have had Bridgewater as my number two quarterback, and then at the very you had him at your, you had him as your number one early because we were we were we were kind well, of I, mirrored. I end, well, I ended up fl- I know I ended up with Bridgewater. At the end, so I think when I started off, I had Manziel because we'd come off that high from the bowl game. Yeah, and then I ended up flipping him after I kind of sat down and really, really dug in on him. I ended up flipping uh, Bridgewater over the top, and the one of the reasons was I try to go back and just say everybody has their own way of evaluating quarterbacks. It's imperfect. Um, obviously, in that draft, Derek Carr ended up being the the best one of the bunch. Yep. But the 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 three factors that I place the importance on the most: number one is accuracy. Yep. Number two is decision-making. Yes. Number three, I do poise. So then after those three, then I need you to meet just a threat. I need you to meet a minimum threshold of arm strength and mobility. So you have, you know, we talk about having enough arm to make all the throws. So you're not going to limit my offense. You don't have to have a, just a huge, huge arm. But I can't have my playbook, you know, ten pages thick because you can't physically make throws. So enough arm strength after that. And then enough mobility. Be able to – can you just slide around, move around in the pocket? If you can't extend plays, that's great. If you can run and make a couple yards with your legs, that's fantastic. But just that minimum mobility. You're not a, you're not a lead foot back there. Mm-hmm. So when I look at those factors, and I'll, 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 poise, I'll pose them to you because we got a long way to go before we get to the draft, but just on Deshaun Watson because I think a lot of people left that game thinking, okay, 400 yards back-to-back years against Alabama, this guy's going to be the, the first pick in the draft, which – I don't think we share that opinion. I, I respect what he did. He had a, he had a he really did play his best game of the year. But let's just go through those things. And you tell me what you think of him and these critical factors. Accuracy for Deshaun Watson. Uh, what kind of scale are we on? Let's do a one to five scale. If, we, if we're if we're on a one to five scale, I would give him probably a three. And I believe it's a three because it's okay. But he is really a guy that I believe plays in a tight phone booth, meaning his game is 10 yards of fewer. Pick and stick. Pick and stick, ball comes out, quick game, uh, some movement passes. He is great at those things. When it extends beyond that 10-yard range and you go down the field, his accuracy begins to wane. It didn't necessarily against Alabama, but over the totality of as, as long as we've studied him, he hasn't been great 
when you have to push it down the field. Yeah, and he did miss some balls down the field in that game. And we always say, I know it's grass, but the, the phrase in the quarterback room, he's got to keep it on the court. Yep. He has a lot of balls just sail out of bounds down the field where you got to give your guy a chance. you got a guy like Mike Williams, just put it up there and give him a chance. And, and the second it, half, he did a better job of that. And it certainly helps. It certainly helps. But in terms of just, you know, people, people trust me, don't send me completion percentages on players. When you're scouting guys, completion percentage is, is something that you, you file away. But not all completions are created equal. And so, look, there's a lot of pick and sticks. And, and and for those scouts that are going to send you this stuff and talk about completion percentage, do this when you're evaluating the quarterback. Make a little grid that has a line of scrimmage, yep. something at 10 yards, something at 20 yards, and beyond. And just put X's for completions O's for incompletions. And not even and it doesn't even need to be completions, just accurate balls. I don't yeah. care if the guy catches it or not. I just want to know is the ball on him. And then just look at the end of the day and see where most of those throws occur. What range, what is the percentage like when we talk about being accurate? That is a, a truer assessment of how accurate someone is. And also it'll let you know on what are they being challenged to do in their offense? It's just, and to me, accuracy and ball placement. It's more ball placement than even just accuracy. You got Mike Williams on a slant. When you throw it at his knees, he's got to drop down and catch it and fall there down. There are some you of those. Put, you put that up on his shoulder, he's still running. So accuracy, I would agree. If you want to use that skill, I, I would probably go with a three as well. Uh, decision making. You know, I, th- I think you have to put another three there as well. If we're basing it on the entire season and not just last night, we have seen him. But he had 17 interceptions this year. We've seen him fooled a number of times by coverage. We've seen some uh, a lot of red zone interceptions in the red zone. And you have to understand, in the red zone, quarterbacks are taught it's either touchdown or it's out of bounds. Like that's yeah. touchdown, checkdown is regression. But you throw it high and out of bounds because you can't turn the ball over when you're in scoring range. He has had a couple of those. He's also had some interceptions in pure and poor spots where. It should be something that a guy who's been a third-year starter is able to kind of decipher. Yeah, I would go with you on that as well. The decision-making, to me, that is even more has been more of a concern than actually. I just went back and watched Florida State again. Big win for them. He made some big plays, but just a couple inexcusable interceptions. Even the Louisville game. Even the Louisville yeah. game. Like, I know everyone now wants to hand him to Heisman. The problem is when he and Lamar Jackson were on the field together, Lamar Jackson was the best guy on the field in that game. And it's hard to wipe away that image – when you see the two guys go head-to-head mm-hmm. and Lamar Jackson have the kind of spectacular game that he had. All right, poise. This is the one where I think we can we can agree that, that uh, you've got that with, with uh, Deshaun. Oh, I think so because you poise. call it poise. I kind of call it like that, that clutch factor, like what happens when it's on the line, when things break down, when you have to have it out of him. I would give him a five in that because I think he is a calm, cool – I mean, he is cool as a cucumber when it comes to being able to play in those games. And I think – Against Alabama, we saw how he handled two-minute situations with it on him. He did it twice. I'm big on him in that regard. All right. Now, you know, we, we go through that. Enough. He's obviously – I think he's got enough arm strength. He's got enough mobility. He meets that threshold. Toughness, I give him definitely a, a bonus there for, for what he brings. He took some shots in that game, just kept getting back up. Uh, the intelligence, the work ethic, all that stuff, you know him better than I do, but everything I hear about him is Not, off the charts. All that stuff Angels. is good. It's funny what you say because I, I would be curious to see what you would say about his arm talent. We talk about just enough. But if we're issuing a grade – is that just enough for three? I would say, or is it a on, four? on your five scale? I'd give him a three, a three plus, right, cause three plus. Because that's what, because that's what I wrote down. Because I see him make nice throws. I see him throw with timing and anticipation. The ball comes out. 
I don't know if he has the biggest arm like a Matt Stafford or whatever, but I think it's good enough, particularly if he's playing in a warm weather spot. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I, I would give him a four on the athleticism, just on the mobility. I wouldn't give him a five. I, if you're going to put Mariota to five, we're going to give Mariota a five. He's not a five. He's not a five. <laughs> Lamar Jackson would be a five. Like, when we're talking about a five player, a five player is a Michael Vick on grass, yep. a guy that can scoop for 80 and do it at a distance. I think he's crafty. I think he's sneaky, explosive, and he's smooth. He's a glider. He's tough. Yeah, he's, yes. a, he's, he's, a, he's a strider and a glider. So now just based off that, a guy that we'll get into all these quarters. We have plenty of time to, to break down all these quarterbacks as we go towards the draft. But just an initial thought. I just jotted it down. So if we just go accuracy, poise, decision making, we end up giving him eleven total, right? Mm-hmm. Three, three on accuracy, five on poise, three on decision making. So <laughs> we go to Kaiser at Notre Dame. I would give him fours down the line. I'd give him four for accuracy. Give him a four for poise, and I would give him a four for decision making. Um, the turnovers, the multiple interception games, you look and you compare him with Watson. Watson's had a bunch more uh, of those games where they really come in bunches. But he's not. he doesn't hit a five. You get a five, you hit one five there with Watson in the poise category. I wouldn't Damn. quite put his poise up there at the top. Now, I think he's got a bigger arm uh, yes. than Watson. I think he's he's definitely got probably a four-plus arm. And then enough mobility. He's He can move around, too. He's got. I think Watson has 20 rushing touchdowns the last two years. Um, and he's got 18. Kaiser does. So he's he's a big physical guy. He's a, he's he a big around. body version. And as we we typically talk about, if the tie if it's a tie, you typically the go bigger with guy. the bigger yeah. the bigger more stout guy. So that makes sense. So that puts him at a 12. Deshaun is at an 11. The key because you looked at have you looked at Mitch? Yeah, I did Trubisky. So if we did the same yep. scale with yep. him, I would give him a four for accuracy. So would I. I would give him a four for decision making. For me, the poise is the thing that I'm struggling with. So I would probably give him a three with the poise in terms of can he get it done in big moments. And the reason I would say that is, yes, I saw him do it against Pitt. I saw him do it against Florida State. But against Duke, he threw a horrible interception that was critical. NC State didn't necessarily get it done. And Stanford, he didn't. So I'm going to give him a three, which to me would tie him with Deshaun Watson. But in the evaluation – I would say that most teams would favor what Mitch brings to the table over Deshaun because he not only – I won't say he looks the part because in stature right now they're listed at about the same. But he just kind of looks to me like Alex Smith in terms of how he plays and does some things. Well, the thing too is, look, and this is not – obviously there's a lot more that goes into the quarterback evaluation. A little bit. Just simplifying it right here. But other things, just little things like Deshaun Watson when you watch that game, he ran himself into a couple sacks in that game. Just being able to maneuver within the pocket, slide, shuffle, climb, uh, to be able to stay in there and still get it done. I see Trubisky. Obviously, it's limited in terms of the number of starts that he has. That's but I've seen him. Yeah. His pocket movement is much better than Deshaun Watson. His comfort being able to slide, move around, and deliver the ball. Yeah, and I, I think the thing that makes this quarterback evaluation, this is why I think this is going to be one of the tougher ones. Last year, I know we talked about it being tough with Jerry Goff and Carson Wentz, but this one is tough because you're talking about guys that you're trying to kind of piecemeal. Deshaun has more starts than everybody. Kaiser has like two years worth of starts. Mitch has one year. Um, We've talked about it. It's one of the things that we haven't talked about enough, the Cadillac that Deshaun drives. So you heard us refer to Deshaun Watson drives a Cadillac, meaning he drives a luxurious offensive car. He has a number one pick in Mike Williams on the outside. He has probably a second-round pick in Jordan Leggett 
who makes plays. On the other side, in Deion Kane, he has a legitimate number two receiver that is a speedster that can make plays. He has a nice slot receiver in Renfro. Hunter Renfro. And then he has an NFL back. I don't know if we compared his supporting cast with the other guys. It's different. Yeah, I don't know how many dudes from that Notre Dame group, that skill set group, would start there. Last right. year, obviously, you had Will Fuller, and the numbers were pretty darn good. And in North Carolina, you have a nice slot receiver, Ryan Switzer, but you don't have the number one like, like Mike uh, By the way, when I watched him, I do like 13 for Carolina. I got to do him. Mac Collins. Yeah. Big Mac, kid. Former, former walk-up. But, okay, so even that, they missed him the last part of the year. Maybe that is tied to why Mitch's numbers may have waned a little bit. But he's no Mike Williams. No. No, 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 no. Right. And so and so that's the difference. And so I, I, I think that is the thing that everyone will be grappling with over the next two to three months trying to decide which one of these quarterbacks emerges as the front runner in that race to be the top guy off the board. Yeah, we got to uh, we got to get running. But we want to definitely give our due to Deshaun Watson. It was a fantastic football game. He stepped up. Definitely has that, that clutch factor. You give him credit for that. It's going to be interesting to see what he does with the Senior Bowl. I personally think he should go down there and play. I think he kind of build off that momentum he's created for You himself. think so? I go I back and forth. Should. I think so. I mean, I think what he could do. You can sell yourself to the Cleveland Browns for a week. He could sell himself. He also could kind of dispel some of those things. And to be honest, I don't think it would necessarily hurt him. The thing that I can see on the counter is like, I got the biggest resume of everybody. I played more games than everybody. I'm going to give myself another opportunity for people to kind of pick apart the worst or whatever. But I think it would be in his best interest maybe to participate in the senior bowl and kind of answer some of those questions. Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, all those guys played in the senior bowl. Made some money. Ended up being a good thing for him in the long run. Absolutely. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us, Buck. We got a, uh, a quick one here. We'll be back later in the week with a longer episode. We'll preview these NFL games. A lot to get to. Fun time to be a football fan, that's for sure. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.